Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined, uh, at, actually not in studio, with my co-host, Coach Mia. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, I am uh, off-site today. So uh, we also have, of course, producer Brandon's in the house. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be able to just be the co-host today, but <laughs> Mia snuck in with the Google Meet today. Yeah, he, he set up shop. Mia, you can't see him, but he set up shop as though he was the co-host. He brought the board to the table, and he is right here. Uh, eye to eye with me. I love it. So it's good. We got, we're all here. And then we, we have a special guest today. By the way, if you just tuned in to the show, go to fivestarlife.org to learn more about this mission we're on to change the face of education, of sports, and of culture by targeting kids' mindset. At the core of our success and failures, people is this operating system that determines how we treat people on our left and our right. It determines our habits, our values, our work ethic, Everything comes back to this operating system we call a mindset. And so go to fivestarlife.org to learn more about how we're doing that uh, in a laser-focused fashion for kids uh, from Michigan to Florida. And this is a great segue because we have a guest today on the show who's going to talk more about what we're doing this spring, this summer to live that out. And we will be also discussing, uh, you know, what we're teaching content for kids. But I want to introduce uh, Keenan's story. Welcome, Keenan. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on. So um, in 2023, looking towards the spring, summer and fall, um, we are targeting uh, the Michiana area, trying to bring schools, groups, individuals to Summit Leadership Training Facility in Union, Michigan, through programming. And right now, we are building a team to make that happen. So we we need volunteers, we need uh, staff in order to help perpetuate our mission in order to make that happen. Um, and looking right now, our, our immediate need is actually spring events that we have coming up. So uh, even April, April 4th through 6th, we have a mini camp, and then we're actually moving towards having after-school programming on-site at Summit uh, in the fall, hopefully getting to four to five days a week of that. Uh, we're kind of piloting that this spring and just need people to help out. Cool. Yeah. So, so you know, Summit, for those of you just tuned in for the first time, it's 350 acres and it is just beautiful. It's hard to explain how beautiful the property is. It's just unbelievable. It's uh, hilly and there's a ravine that runs through it. We have our own lake. Um, we have so many different... Uh, programs that that are transformational for kids. You know, Keenan, uh, research says that if you can impact the kid's mindset, that sets them on a, on a path to, to really succeed in life. But when you can partner that with building a, a competency, a skill, for instance, whether it's archery or 
uh, blacksmithing or anatomy or working with horses, you know, kids at a young age, if they don't learn some skills, they have zero confidence. And so um, this summer, what you're leading the charge on is programs for kids. And there's parents and grandparents listening to this and teachers listening. H- how would people go about getting involved in these programs? And, and can you just take a moment to talk? Let's talk first about spring break and spring programs. What are some of the options people have? Yeah, so the first option uh, during the normal like uh, K to 12 schools spring break. So that's going to be the week of April 3rd this year. Uh, Middle of the week, we have a mini camp. That's three, three days of just day camps, getting students on property and doing just that, changing their mindsets and building these skills, these competencies in them. Uh, So that's April 4th through the 6th. And we're just looking for coaches to come and connect with kids, help run uh, these learning centers that they will actually be doing experiential learning in and helping them uh, develop these life skills and these things that they can take with them. So that's three days that we're able to uh, have kids with us going through that programming, uh, developing those skills in them. Uh, and that's, that's super exciting for us. We just need coaches to make that happen. We need those people who can come and uh, they're going to be working with them and what, what types of things, Keenan? just kind of bullet points, what types of programs are we offering during spring break? Yeah, spring break, we are actually, uh, being a mini camp, they can sign up to do a three-day blacksmithing course or a three-day archery and nature education course, a three-day equine and adding in uh, anatomy in there, adding in uh, different parts of farm experience, horsemanship, um, being in the garden and learning things about that. So mm. those are just right there are some of those options that we're going to be offering in spring break. And then directly following that, kicking off six weeks of after-school programming, we're, we're going uh, to have uh, possibly fishing and boating, depending on weather, but we're going to have archery there. They're going to be equine options to work with the horses and animals and farm experience things there. Uh, more uh, garden options and being able to use that space to do um, art things and uh, be able to work with students in that way. Um, Things like hatchet throwing, adventure activities like a rock wall and things like that. So um, that's kind of where we're headed for spring. So spring break is kind of like a mini camp and it's kind of focused. So they'll work with, I mean, blacksmithing, we're talking, I don't know if you've seen blacksmithing before. It's amazing. So, 1200 metal at 1200 degrees um it, it's absolutely incredible to watch watch it happen and then i think dr sweeney is he going to be involved in the anatomy thing over spring break possibly or yeah he, he's going to be there teaching that course so, so dr sweeney i mean your kids your grandkids have the opportunity to spend three days with a medical doctor and who is going to break down uh, anatomy and they're going to be dissecting cow eyeballs and hearts and all kinds of stuff. So for those kids out there that are thinking about being a vet, this would be a great option for them, especially if, if you're like, man, we're, we're doing a staycation for spring break this year. Come join us at, at, at summit for our five star life spring break programs, but you're also looking for volunteers. What yeah. can yeah, I have a question? What kind of commitment is it for these volunteers? Is it an hour? Is it a half a day, full day? Yeah, so the the spring break mini camps that April fourth to sixth, uh, that is a day commitment. 
of approximately nine o'clock to four o'clock, you're just with those kids those three days, that's option one. Option two, you don't like, there's no need to commit to both. Oh, we would love that. But uh, the second option, which is the spring after school programs, that's throughout April and May, is either a Tuesday or a Thursday or both uh, for those after school hours. So you're looking at anywhere from two to six hours a week, really building that commitment around uh, the volunteers availability and what's going to work for their schedule. So a few, a few hours once a week, unless you're like, you have lots of time and you're like, I want to do it twice a week is what you're thinking. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We, we really want to build an army of volunteers. Um, so, so that for a bit, it's listening and who believes in five-star life and the mission of what we're doing. We have requests from local schools, uh, Elkhart schools, South Bend schools to provide like more after school programs for their kids. But we have we have a need to build an army of people that wants to be trained. We will train you to be a coach to a group of six to eight boys or six to eight girls, depending on being a male or female. And you'll spend whatever those two hours of that program just connecting with them and walking them through the different programs. We'll have expert trained people at archery and blacksmithing. So we're not going to throw in there and say, okay, good luck. Teach, teach blacksmithing or teach anatomy. We have people like Dr. Sweeney and people like Larry Davis, um, who leads blacksmithing that will, that will run that. But we need you just to, if you have a bent towards kids and just want to help and just build relationships and just give advice and connection, that's really what we're looking for. So you don't have to have all these prerequisites lined up. You just need to have the time and the heart and our staff will do a great job uh, training you for that. Uh, Keenan, how, how do people who are interested in listening to this get involved? Yeah. So you mentioned the website earlier. Um, so just hopping on that, there's a tab that uh, mentions get involved and there's a volunteer application there. Um, so that that's one great way to get connected uh, the other would just be to to reach out to our office, and I would love to uh, be able to, if, if you call the office, and that can be forwarded to me, and I can uh, talk about uh, what availability might be and things like that. But, Good. Um, so yeah. 574-266-4038, talk to Keenan, but go to fivestarlife.org. And we are out of, t- out of time, out, out, out of time. Keenan, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with actually producer Brandon. And my co-host is actually off-site, Coach Mia. Welcome back, both of you. Thank you. Thanks. So um, it was great having Keenan on. Uh, if you if you uh, caught that first segment, um, just an incredible young leader. He's worked with us for a couple of years, and we hired him right out of college and he's doing a phenomenal job, but he's, he's on a mission. We've got so many programs lined up and, and such a need from our local public schools. 
but we really do need volunteers to get involved again at fivestarlife.org. You can click the volunteer button and uh, you can apply or you can just hit the contact us button. And if you just want to inquire and get information, by the way, when you fill out the information, you're not signing a contract that you're going to volunteer for the rest of your life. It's just an inquiry. Our staff will take your information and then it really set up a time to talk through how you want to serve. And then you can schedule an official training and all those things can be placed. But it's a great time to get involved. We, you know, this world, Mia Brandon, it's just crazy when you flip on the news. It's just like the world is falling apart. It's like falling into chaos. And obviously our mission is, is, is to bring out of the chaos some form of foundation for kids to build their life on so they can they, they can wrap their, their their mind around how do I move forward successfully, not get caught up into fear or the pressures of life or all the things that I can escape into drugs or vaping or stuff that's inappropriate online. That that's why five so life is here. See, our curriculum is powerful and it's scaling and teaching kids in the schools. But what Keenan's doing with some of the hands-on programs, we need an army of volunteers who, who will get up out of their comfort zone a little bit. And I would just say this, many of you probably don't have time to give. And I would say, I'm going to make a case that that's exactly why you're the person we need. Think about that. There are some people listening that you have the time. We want you to get involved, right? There's a place for you. Those who are retired, those who don't work right, like there's a place for you. But I would also say there's a place for people that are crazy busy, right? Crazy busy people, you can find a way to carve out two or three hours once a week for six weeks. And if you do, you're going to end up... The impact you'll have, trust me, everybody that's ever taken me up on this, they spend six weeks doing this. They always say, holy cow, this had more impact on me than it did the kids. And the kids are impacted. So that that was like, as you were talking, I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's not only going to be rewarding for all these kids, but it's going to be rewarding for you as well. Just make stepping in and making that impact. I mean, if you go to Summit for a couple hours, an hour a week and get to experience whatever experiential learning we're doing there at summit and get to meet and talk with those kids and get to impact those kids in a positive way. Like it's just going to be so positive and rewarding just for you as a person and to, to break away from your busy life and just to focus on kids and not all the other things that are going on in your life right now is, is what a lot of people need right now. Amen. And you know what, too, I think we also don't get outside enough and even just to enjoy the beauty of Summit. It Mm -hmm. is a absolutely gorgeous property. There is a lake and, you know, there's trails and there, you know, animals. It's incredible. So it will it will change your life as you're changing a kid's life. Yeah. And the thing I hear so often when I'm in a restaurant, when I'm in a grocery, I overhear people conversing about the problems of society today and how somebody should do something about it. And I'm here to tell you that 18 years ago, uh, I answered the call, me answered the call. We we answered the call and we started Five Star Life to say, we're we're not going to be the people that are sitting on the sidelines. We're not going to be the Sunday afternoon quarterbacks, right, from the couch, explaining what should be done, explaining what what somebody else should do. 
we're going to jump in the river and, and we're going to start trying to pluck these kids out of the fray and get them back on a solid foundation. That's what we're asking you to do. Again, you can go to fivestarlife.org to get involved. And I also just want to say, um, you know, if you're a part of a service club, a part of a church, if, if you're a part of a network, um, what we're doing right now is we're trying to follow up with those groups just to create a, a partnership between your service club, your church, your group, and Five Star Life. Because what we found is it's a lot more fun to serve and volunteer with friends. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like being out there with people that you already know makes it so much more enjoyable. It, it's like a, it's a social experience because you go, you have impact, and then you go talk about the impact and you grab dinner or drinks afterwards. It's just this cool thing that happens where you're rallying around the same things that you're, you're driven by. And then you get to talk about, you know, troubleshooting, man, how do I do with this kid? Now, it's just this cool thing. And, and it's all revolved around what? Impacting kids, something that matters. This is the stuff we do over golf and softball leagues and basketball leagues and, and working out. We do these things. I'm asking you to consider just like put some energy to doing this towards something that is going to have massive, massive impact. So again, fivestarlife.org. Again, one more plug for parents and grandparents and people out there that have kids that could benefit from these programs. You can register, you can register them online too. All right. So we're going to shift gears a little bit, pivot. And, and I want to take um, the rest of the show to talk a little bit about um, a lesson that we taught kids. We, we've been, for the last few shows, talking about conflict, how to master conflict. We have so much conflict in life. We talked about the fact that the number one source of conflict is me. So it starts with inner conflict. And it's this battle between our, our ideal self, the person we want to be. The person we want to be is the person that's a hero to a kid, a champion to a kid that volunteers, that gives back, that serves. That's what we want to be. But our feared self is, is what? The person we don't want to be. We're what? We're too busy. We're, we're too this we're too lazy. It's all those negative things. And so the conflict comes when the person we want to be uh, conflicts with the person we don't want to be. And we start making decisions based off of, of our feared self. That's conflict. Number one, inner conflict. You want to be at peace, start to live out of that, that ideal version of yourself. That was lesson number one. We, we then talked about refusing to be offended, right? When people bump us, say things, make irritating faces to us. They don't see our value. Just refusing to be offended, shaking it off, right? Not putting it in that dump truck. We use the dump truck analogy. Some people are like dump trucks. We, we carry everything with us that somebody does wrong to us. But today, I want to take a minute just to unpack this idea uh, that there's this myth that, okay, so if I, if I deal with my own inner conflict, like I get to peace with who I am as a person and I'm living as my ideal self. I don't have any inner conflict. Um, and then let's just say I, I master this idea of refusing to be offended. So if somebody is a jerk or somebody cuts me off in traffic, like I'm just at inner peace and it, I'm not offended by that. Uh, if you get those first two, call me because I'm going to get you on the show to give us your secrets because <laughs> we give tips, but it's an ongoing journey. But the third one is, here's the myth. If I do those two things, 
I got it made. I'm not going to have conflict, right? Because um, it, it's just, if I do the right things and I'm a person of character and integrity, um, I don't have to worry about people who are mean on purpose. There is this group of people in society. We're not going to name those people. It's those people. But these those people, they, um, they are mean on purpose. They're the small minority of the public who they literally, they don't offend you on accident. They offend you on purpose. <laughs> they, they're trying to push your buttons. And what do you do with those people? How do you handle those people? That's tough. I mean, yeah. when you, when someone's purposely mean to you, most of us want to give it right back to them, right? That's, that's my initial thought is you're mean to me. So that justifies me being mean right back. Bingo. I agree. <laughs> yeah. You hit the nail on the head. So we, yeah. we got to take another uh, quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this. We're going to unpack how do you deal with people who are mean on purpose? Because I'm betting some of you have some right now you're dealing with. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined with my co-host, Coach Mia, and Coach Brandon, who's our producer. I thank you, Seth. So we're, we're talking about this idea of how do you deal with conflict when someone is mean on purpose? And I want to throw this back to both of you and get your take on this. Why do you think that people are mean on purpose in the first place? You know, so I did this as a basketball lesson. So I flipped it on, on basketball players and why are people mean to you on purpose on the basketball court? Well, they want to get under your skin. They want to take you out of your game. Right? They're trying to bother you. They want to win. They're, yeah, they're trying to get the upper hand on you. So, I mean, and I think it ties to the same thing in, in the real world or outside of the basketball court. People want that, that edge over you. They're trying to get to you in some way. And the, the reason behind it is probably a little bit different than basketball, but probably not so much at, at the same time. Mia, your thoughts? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I always feel like hurt people hurt people. Um, but, and I think it's exactly what Brandon said. They're trying to get like an edge over you, but someone hurt them. Someone made them feel less than, so they want you to, they're just going to go after you because you happen to be the person they chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's true. Hurt people hurt people. Um, what we taught our kids was th- the reason people are mean on purpose is one word, justification. So the only reason that a human being, because we're wired for love, there's something in us that 
we know right and wrong. It's, it's, it's put innately inside of us. We know when we're mistreating someone, when we're mean, almost all the time. What puts blinders on us and allows us to go into this dark side where we can be mean on purpose is when we feel justified in our actions. So, because that person lied or is talking behind my back, all of a sudden the blinders come down and now I I don't feel bad at all about slandering them behind their back to my group of friends now because can you believe what that, I mean, that's how it starts. Can you believe what, and now we are them and we don't even see it because what? We feel justified. That, that is something so, so profound if we think about that. That's why people are mean on purpose. We, we, we let those blinders of justification come over us and we sink and we start to live as our feared self. Right. right. We, <clears throat> this person did this or that and that's my reason for why I can be mean to them or this is why I can say that about them. And it's, it's a terrible way to, to go through life or to, to go through it. But I guess on the adverse side, are you going to, how are you going to respond to that when they're mean to you? Are you going to return and justify it that, well, they were mean to me. So now I can be mean right back or I can, um, send it right back to them. Am I going to, but then you're falling into what they want. They're, they're trying to get a reaction out of you. Are you going to give them that reaction? Because if you give them the reaction, they win. Well, and this is where, if, you know, Brandon, you were a teacher, you coach, you work with kids, you see this. Teachers, and I think parents, maybe that parents or grandparents, we see this in kids all the time, right? It's really easy to see when there's poor behavior and the kid is looking at you like, of course I'm behaving. And do you see what they did? I mean, all they want to talk about is what the person did to them first, right? Mm-hmm. So it's justification. Why is it so hard as adults to see that in ourselves? Well, it's hard to look inward in general, right? Right, because we see it when when kids do it. It's like, why are you treating your brain? I have three boys, right? And they're amazing kids, but they can be so mean. It's like, I mean, just brutal to each other. And I'm like, how can you do this? And every single time they're like, well, did you see what? I mean, every time it's justification. But somehow... As a grown man, how come we can't see this in ourselves? How come we can't see it? What do you think that is? Justification. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, and I think, too, we've done it for so long. And, you know, I was doing the, the lesson with a staff member today, and we were like, you know what? You can go back to when you were 12 as, you know, and here I am, you know, my 50s, and still recall like why you did something or why it's impacted you today. So I think some of it is you mm-hmm. just allowed it. Mm-hmm. I, I had this kid who um, in middle school, he, he was, he was a, a racist kid. Um, not, I'm not talking about the fake racism that we see because everything is, we blame everything on racism today. Like every, everything is, you know, uh, we just assume it's racist, <laughs> racism. Uh, there's real racism too. And, and this kid uh, literally didn't like me because of the color of my skin. He, he let me know about it just about every day. And he 
would literally call me the N-word, give me dirty looks, uh, bump, like knock the books out of my hands in the hallway, threaten me, whatever. And I was so, so frustrated, angry about it. And I didn't know what to do. And I mean, I was like, do I, do I beat this kid up? Do I fight him? I mean, he wanted to fight me so bad. And I was like, I just want to fight this kid, you know? Um, and I, I, some mentors in my life said, Seth, uh, what this kid is doing is he's baiting you. Mm. So what do you mean baiting me? So like fishing. He, he, he's got his fishing pole out and he's got the worm out and he's just casting it to see what you're going to do because whatever has happened in his life, he isn't, he doesn't feel as significant as he, as he should. And so he, he thinks that by controlling and pushing your button, he can get a reaction. And, and that's what sometimes people do. They just want to get a reaction to feel power to control you. And so right now you're taking the bait because you're getting your face all scrunched up. You're getting your feelings hurt. You're getting all angry. You're, you're, you're you know, saying how wrong it is. You're talking to people about it. And so he's getting all this, this energy, negative energy, but he's feeding off it. He said, don't take the, bite, the bait. And he said, what will happen is you'll notice if you don't take the bait, he'll stop fishing. And that's exactly what happened. And ultimately, he could no longer control me because he didn't have that, that power over me. And ultimately, um, th- this at the foundation w- w- was really about integrity. So, so integrity is one of our five core values. And, and the, the root word of uh, integrity comes from a Latin word called integris, which means to be whole or complete. That's strength. There, there's this, in, when a building foundation has integrity, it means it's strong. And what, what my mentors are pointing out is, Seth, if, if this is bothering you that bad, then you don't have integrity. You're not whole. There's, there's some cracks in your foundation that you're letting this get to you. What he's doing is wrong. There's no question about it, but, but you don't have to let that wear you down, break you down and make you feel less than if you look at yourself for who you really are and get your foundation solid, it will ground you. So then the outside world, you almost become invincible. I don't know. Does that make any sense to you? Does that, I thought that was incredible advice. I always tied this lesson to, it goes back to refuse to be offended. I think it ties really in hand with not taking that bait is refusing to be offended. If I can refuse to be offended when they're mean to me on purpose and not try to justify it and and give it right back, I'm going to avoid that conflict. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And ultimately when you have integrity, when you start to figure out like, instead of being a person that is um, fragmented or, or doesn't have integrity but is strong. I'm, I'm a, my, my own self-image, the, the way I see myself, if he calls me the N-word, it's not going to throw me off a game. It's like, okay, if you have integrity, you're like, that guy has a problem. Like if, he, <laughs> if he's going to make discriminatory remarks, that's, that's a him problem, not a me problem. So you can just kind of let it roll off your back. And then because I'm not triggered, I don't respond, he wants to fish somewhere else. And that's exactly what happened with this kid. He started fishing elsewhere because he lost interest because I started to develop that integrity. Like, okay, I'm a whole person. What he says or does, it doesn't need to mess with me. It, and, and that was very powerful for me. 
You know, we used to tell the kids, because, I mean, they would, you know, antagonize each other and try to bait each other. And it, I was always like, let Sammy the seal, just let it roll off your back, you know. It's but good. it's hard as a kid to, like, understand that. If I just don't let them get to me or take that bait, you know, it'll go away. Yep, a- absolutely. There's something invincible that happens when you develop integrity, though, where it's just you become untouchable. And in, in a positive way where things just don't phase you. And that, that's where we're going. That's where we're teaching kids to practice. We're going to take one more break. We'll come back and wrap it up. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined with my co-host, Coach Mia, and producer Brandon. Welcome back. Glad to be here. So, you know, we've been talking about this idea of of mastering conflict, and it seems like the world is swimming in conflict everywhere you turn. It's there, and today we're we're unpacking kind of a challenging one because we're talking about how to deal with people who are mean on purpose, and um, you know, I'm grateful because I don't deal with a whole lot of people that are mean on purpose. Uh, the world that I'm in, um, it, it's it's rare, but but there are some people that, <laughs> that have definitely been mean on purpose uh, that have justified what what they've done. And I tell you what, it is as much as I practice refusing to be offended, isn't it amazing how we still things can catch you off guard and you can be triggered and shocked. Just, uh, and and I'm so, Mia knows this especially about me. I'm so naive. I really (laughs) think everybody loves me. Um, And so I think everybody's for me and that's just, that's the way I live my life and I wouldn't change it for, for, for anything. Um, But there's sometimes where I'm just like, I just don't see it coming. And Mia's trying to warn me like Seth duck, like, like start to start to duck, move your head because this person is not for you. (laughs) And I've learned that she can pick up on things. And my wife does the same thing. She can pick up on things like this person that you're around. I can tell they're not really for you. I'm like, no, that's not the case. I think they're just having a bad day. And then I'm shocked when they they do something like that the other person saw coming so that that's something this is now a time for you to mia how how do you help a person like mine with that i mean i'm probably the exact opposite of you being naive where (laughs) you know i'm like thinking everybody's out for um for me but uh it's somewhere in the middle there that i've just learned over the years i think it's just come with age um, and wisdom that, and I've learned, you know, that sometimes you can trust people or think the best of people and they don't have your best interest in, you know, in mind. So I can't, I, I don't even know. It's kind of like just this internal thing that I have. It's discernment. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think being a teacher and a coach, like I've always thought like everyone's against me. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never coaching good enough. I'm never teaching good enough. Like I've always just felt like, man, everyone's out to get me. And, and it's not always true, but that's the way it feels sometimes as a coach and a teacher uh, because you're constantly being criticized and you're constantly mm. being watched and you're every this every decision you make every move you make is being is going to be criticized as good or bad or someone can do it better and so I've always been opposite of you just like overthinking if that person what that person thinks about me mm-hmm. so th- this is one of those lessons that I I actually students, teachers ask me like, so where do you get the content from? And how, you know, is it just stuff that you talk about and research and then spit out? And I'm like, no, this is stuff I live out. Like, especially this lesson today, this is what grounds me when I get blindsided by someone. I'm like shocked and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. This is a them problem. Like, yeah, I do some self-awareness checking. Like what did I do to, could I have done something to trigger this reaction? or this level of disrespect, right? So I want to do that, but it goes back when I when I can look deep inside and say, okay, I have integrity. I know who I am. This is just on them. There, there's something that, talk about take the pressure and the burden off your shoulders when you can look at yourself and say, now I'm not perfect, but I know I didn't do anything intentional to do this. Uh, this person, this is their problem. There's something that gives me peace to know, okay, this is a them problem and there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm not going to wish ill on them. I'm not going to be bitter at them. I don't need to. I don't need to defend myself. I can just say, okay, it is what it is. This is who they are. It took me a while to recognize it. (laughs) Mia caught this a long time ago. (laughs) I'm slow, but this is who they are. It's okay. And I wish the best for them. I hope they learn from this. Now I'm just kind of, kind of shaking my the dust off my shoes. I'm moving on. And, and and this is this is part of conflict that some people really struggle with. They hold on to that. And I think they like for that is it's such a healthy uh, explanation of what you just said about you know you wish the best for them, but you move on. Um, most of us wish, wish wish the worst for them, you know, um, which doesn't, it doesn't clear up the, the issue and it doesn't help us personally. So I love that um, you're really, really good at that. Well, thank you. It, it is one of the things that's hard for people is when people are mean on purpose. Um, everybody's personality is wired a little bit differently, but I definitely watch certain stronger personalities. It's very hard for them to receive uh, to, to be mistreated. It's very hard for them to sit there and do nothing. They feel like they're being a, a, uh, a doormat. They feel like they're being weak. And so there's this, this fight instinct to defend themselves. And that's where the justification blinders come on. And then they come on strong and they're really mean. And Brandon, you talked about the situation with one of our, our basketball players yeah, where he, we were playing this, um, Five-star basketball has, you know, all kinds of variety and diversity. And we were playing against a team that happened to have, it was just all white, white players. Mm-hmm. And there was a kid in the team that was dropping the N-word on one of our players. And all of a sudden, I, I was coaching, and I could see this kid ball up his fist, and he was just furious. 
And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this kid's going to kill somebody. He's the biggest kid in the court by far. So I called a timeout, got him out of the game. And I'm like, man, what's, what's going on? And he's like, that kid, that kid's racist. I'm like, what do you mean the kid's racist? Like, he's calling me the N-word. And I looked at him like, oh, okay. I said, that's it? This is my response. <laughs> my response to the player. I said, that's it? And he looked at me just with the most hurt, irritated look. He's like, what do you mean that's it? Coach, he's told me, he gave me the N-word. I said, I understand that, but look at you. You now are on the sideline. He's still playing the game right now. You're the most dominant player on the court, and he has sidelined you with a word. Have a seat. Gather yourself. We can talk about this after the game, but put yourself together. Help us win this game. Guess what happened? He couldn't put himself together. He sat out the rest of the game. We ended up losing to a lesser team because one word. I mean... That's such a great analogy. How many people do you think, though, like let something like that not take them out of a basketball game, but take them out of the game of life? Like just let them, like that just overtakes your life, uh, distracts you from your work life, your personal life, because you're fo- so focused on this mean thing that someone did to you. And that's the only thing you, you talk about, the only thing you can focus on. So now you're not focusing on any other things in your life that matter. We had a great discussion after the game, after we lost with the team. And um, I just pulled everybody together and said, hey, listen, um, we missed Z for the, or the, you know, this, this player for the end of the game. And uh, I said, who, who, is, um, who here has ever been uh, called the N-word? And, you know, the kids that have been called that raised their, raised their hands. I said, how often? I said, quite a few times. <clears throat> I said, what, what do you do? How do you handle that? And, and we just had a great conversation about it. I said, listen, <clears throat> and I looked at the player and I said, listen, you were upset with what the other kid did, <clears throat> but then you were also upset with me that I didn't seem to care. And this is a great analogy of life because in life, if you let one word, one person take you out, you check out, you'll miss the opportunity to win. And that's what just happened. You missed your moment because of that. So there's a part of life of being able to be resilient and, and, and walk through the fire and not get burned and stay in the game. And there's a way to do that. I said, and by the way, I, I talked to their coach and, and it's going to be dealt with. But in the middle of it, like there's this thing called resilience that if you develop, you'll be unstoppable. But now people know, all I have to do is say one word to that kid, and he's out. And that's what people do. That's what the kid did to me in middle school. It's what the kid did to, our, to, to this, kid, this kid on this basketball team. And, and there are people in our lives, what have we been robbed of? Or we think we've been robbed of, but we really just robbed ourselves of, of opportunities, of relationships. And sometimes it's not enemies. Sometimes it's people who are closer to us but we're still holding on to something they said or did. That's, a, that's going to be the next part of conflict coming up and how to handle those situations. 
But um, I just want to wrap this up by uh, thanking you for tuning in and for listening to this program. Some of you listen so faithfully. I would love for you to reach out at fivestarlife.org and give us your feedback. Um, anything you'd love us to talk about, please submit your uh, your questions and requests. In the meantime, at the front of the show, we talked about this, this major need we have. The kids of Michiana, they are in need of mentors, of coaches. Go to fivestarlife.org to get involved, to volunteer, or to register your kid for our spring programs or summer programs. You can do that at fivestarlife.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.